And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Go ahead, you can say it because it's true, it's damn true. Hey, Mark, love the show. Thank you for making my day. Yeah. The X at 105.9. We're joined now in studio. He's celebrating the Croatian victory in the World Cup semifinals. <laughs> he, is he is not. He is Serbian reactionary. <laughs> Uh, Dayon Kovacevic from DKPittsburghSports.com. Uh, Dayon, let me run a couple questions that He's we've been He's not debating. celebrating the Croatian victory. He loves, he loves the Croats. He, <laughs> he bet quite heavily on them. Oh, geez. You can read all about it. You will not. A celebration of the Croatian win at DKPittsburghSports.com. Oh, uh, hey, a couple of questions we've been noodling with all day. Mm. Should the Steelers even want to sign Lev Bell to a long-term deal? Uh, I came up with the purely hypothetical situation. Five years, $60 million, 24 of it guaranteed. If Bell would agree to that, and he won't because he wants more, let's say he would. Should the Steelers sign to that, or is he too old and not past his prime, but closer to the end of it than the middle? I think the Steelers would want to do that, and I think they should want to do that. I think that you have a player who's truly special, not just as a running back. I think there are different uses for him over the course of his career. It's not just enough to say... All right, well, here's the average lifespan of a running back because Earl Campbell only lasted in the league a couple of years, and running backs in general, uh, fair, you know, they, they, they don't hang around very long. A guy like Leonard Fournette in Jacksonville is not going to hang around very long because he's running right through bodies. I don't think Bell's going to hang around very long either. I do. Huge uh, workload. I think he has a huge workload. 400 but, touches last year. Right, and a lot of those touches were through the air, and I think that a lot of Bell's game isn't predicated on pure blazing speed or even quickness. It's it's about his agility. It's about his ability to read the field. Uh, I think he has some traits that are going to make him a useful player for a really long time. I, I don't know. I, that, that said, that, we're not talking about guaranteed contracts here. You know, I mean. Oh, I know. Okay. 20, and, and 24 mil guarantee mm-hmm. would only be about nine and a half more million than he's guaranteed through the one franchise right. tag year. So I could see if he would agree to that, which again, he won't. It's not enough for him, but I could see the Steelers pursuing that deal, but I look at all the rookie running backs that made impact in the league last year, like Kamara, mm-hmm. Fournette, uh, uh, McCaffrey, and and it's so easy to replace running backs. Uh, oh, uh, Kareem Hunt too from Kansas City. Of course, that 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 gives me pause too. Yeah, I mean it, it's 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 easy to get that. It's easy to replace them, depending on how you use them. But in this window that the Steelers are in, and you and I agree on this, with that offensive line, that quarterback, and that wide receiver, you don't mess with it now. You don't mess with it. And to me, bringing in a different, not just a different running back. I, I don't know. It ain't worked so far. A different type of running back. Yes, it has. No, it hasn't. It has offensively. Nope, you can't lump it, nope. the offense in, in with the defense. In this time, you win or you don't. I understand that, but you're 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 talking about two different things with offense and defense in football, two different sets of players. They should move them to cornerback then. The Steelers put up 42 points in their playoff loss. You know, I mean, it, it wasn't on the it wasn't on the offense. Uh, I, I look at this team and the way they're built, especially this offense, the construction up front, that offensive line to ask them to block for a different type of running back as as opposed to Le'Veon oh, Bell, who has those it's delays. It's not rocket science, but it's different. And the Steelers are really, really good at this. They do a lot of things extremely well on offense. That window's closing, Mark. You know that. I know that. Are we agreed that, that he won't be here past this year? Um, No, I honestly think there's a chance that they could get something done by Monday. I really do. Really? Yeah. You've heard that? 
Have you heard that from someone besides Bell? I have heard it from I have heard it from Dale Lolly. I think I think there is a possibility that it could happen. Yes. Well, if it were up to Dale to do the negotiating, I if Dale gets ten percent of it, I'm sure he's all in favor of it. In, in that vein, <laughs> is Antonio Brown a true all-time Steelers great if he never wins a Super Bowl? Yes. Sure about that? Absolutely. Okay. Why would he be held to a different standard than than we've traditionally held our football heroes? Well, to? I think that we in Pittsburgh will traditionally hold our football heroes to that because we began basically with a four Super Bowl start. Really. I mean before that no the question. Steelers the Steelers basically didn't exist. Nobody cared. Right. So That's a, it's a myth that the time did, but they didn't. The attendance proves that. So we can now look back at the fifty first, fifty second man on the Steelers rosters and and know who their names were because they were such a big deal back then in the seventies. Jimmy Allen. Not that they aren't still but I, that was the foundation. That's the standard that we've set. Now, do we look back at Lewis Lips? Do we look back at Rod Woodson? Dermonty Dawson. Uh, Dermonty Dawson. Greg Lloyd, uh, Kevin Green. Oh, yeah, I mean, Kevin They're Green. They're the guys who never won. They never won, but those are great players. Are they not held to the they're same not re- standard? No, they're, they're not, they're re- not remembered as the fondly. Same way. They're not no. remembered the same way. No. I mean, you know, the Dermonty Steelers... Dawson was probably a better setter than Mike Webster. And no one in town would ever think that. No, well, he was certainly a, a more advanced and different kind of center. In fairness to Mike Webster, Mike Webster was by far the best of his era. Not denigrating Mike was. Webster in the least. No, but I think what I could see what your point is. Uh, o- overall, there might even be a case that you could make. See, uh, but no, uh, they're not held in the same. Look, they're not in the Jack Lambert, Lynn Swan, John Stallworth. Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger categories because they haven't won. People haven't, and that, that is the bar that's been you, set in you Pittsburgh. See, would they be if he doesn't win a Super Bowl? That will be in the lead of every conversation about him in perpetuity. It, it will be on this program for sure. Well, no, on any Pittsburgh sports program. But I, I don't think so. It's like that with Dan Marino. Who's everywhere? Be, who, who's a better wide receiver in Steelers history than Antonio Brown? Nobody. Okay. But I'm not talking about what, what you I and think I think that know. will be. I think that will be at the beginning of the conversation. You know what the best he can hope for is. Hmm. Antonio Brown was the best wide receiver in Steelers history, but never won a Super Bowl. And it'll be mentioned that quick, believe me. You might be right. I, I don't. It won't be that way with me, but ideally for a lot of these guys, including the offensive linemen and, and other veterans that are on the team, the time is now. They know that, too. They know that. I got to get this in here. Vince Williams just tweeted, Vince, who do you guys think is the most humble player in the NFL? Well, it's not you, scrub. <laughs> it's not Vince. He's not a scrub. He's, he's marginal. Seven sacks at inside he's marginal. linebacker. Marginal. Count the inside linebackers with seven sacks last year. I'm with Vince. Marginal. Team Vince here he, all the way. He was roadkill against Jacksonville. Everyone was roadkill Mostly against Jacksonville. Him. They, they ran right at him like a, like a possum on the highway. They ran at everybody, and they ran right up the gut because they knew they could because they knew they had uh, a damaged interior lineman, two of them actually, in Javon Hargrave and Stefan to it. Okay, a uh, penguin question. Yep. And again, these are all hypotheticals because it's the dog days of sports it talk. It really is, man. Should the Penguins trade Derek Broussard for Max Pacioretty if the opportunity would present? The opportunity won't present, but I don't think that they should. Uh, I, I have misgivings about Pacioretty as much as I've, I appreciate his skill level right. and, and what he's done from a point standpoint. I like the idea of the Penguins being the superior team down the middle yes, in they, the they Eastern would be, Conference. They would be sacrificing from their major strength. And right now, if a center got hurt, even if a, even if Sid or Gino got hurt, and not indefinitely, but if they missed the month, it wouldn't kill the team. That's what you have to do. 
You you have to build this roster not around the version last season where uh, especially Sid made it through the whole season. Uh, Gino mostly made it through yeah. the season, and uh, both of them entirely through the playoffs. You can't bank on that, man. You have to start building this roster in I a th- way. I think you're probably right. You can always conjure up something at wing. Yeah. You just can't. It's right. that kind of position. Right. But uh, and the other, it wouldn't make sense from Montreal's standpoint either because... Well, nothing makes sense from the Montreal standpoint that Mark Bergevin does, so throw that part of the equation well, out. But the thing is, if, if you're trained Pat Charetti, you'd want to get a prospect and a pick, or at least one of the other. You would if you knew what you were doing, and the Canadians have absolutely no direction right See, now. See, well, I'm a, I'm a Bergy fan. I'm a friend is probably I, a better way to I, put it. I liked him when pro- he was the, playing the, here. Bright guy. You're always a victim of expectations there, and the immediacy that's demanded. And even then... Even then, he's been awful. That's why Montreal and Toronto have it so tough. Like Toronto, as we were talking about off-air, not only haven't won the Cups in 67, mm-hmm. they've not been in the finals in 67. And even now, they finally, after the best part of a half century, mm-hmm. swallowed their pride and committed to a total rebuilding process. And then when it was just about to you know, play out... Collect hockey cards is your phrase here, They had to go get John Tavares. Yep. And believe me, that will not help them as much as they think... And it will derail their process. It, it'll, I mean, derail is a little strong, but I mean, they still need a whole lot of. If defense. they can't afford to keep Marner, Nylander, and Matthews, That's it has different. derailed their process. Well, in that case, it will have. But they they need to find a way to bring in more defensemen. There's no question. But Bergevin's been awful. I don't care if he was in Carolina. The moves he's made have been terrible. Uh, Bucko question. Oh, oh wait, I, one last thing about the Penguins. Yeah. You know, uh, Dominic Simone is telling reporters in check that Sid asked him if he wants to come to Nova Scotia to train with him in the offseason. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been told that Sid wanted Simone to play on his line in the playoffs. That's why he was there. Right. What if Sid wants him to keep playing there? Then they have like a thousand right wings. What do they do? Yeah, that's that's. what do you mean they have a thousand right wings? I mean, Simone's going to be on the left side anyway. No, no, no. Oh, he, you mean because of Rust? He play, No, no, Simone would play on the right side if he played with Sid. Oh, because of Gensel, yeah, Yeah, of exactly. So you'd be talking about Simone, and then you have to find places for Kessel, Hornquist, Rust, and Sprong. I got to tell you that Sid and Derek Broussard uh, and Riley Shane have all told me on separate occasions that they like being out there with Simone because he does supporting cast kind of things. Now, longtime hockey fans here will recall what I mean when I say that he's basically like their Kip Miller. Remember Yager had his, his Kippy. Kippy would go and take care of business. Kippy would go and get him the puck, get him the puck, get and, him the puck. And get him coffee. And carry his bags. I have no doubt about that for the for the amount of money. Well, I saw that, it. The, the amount of money that, that, that Yager made him. Uh, they Kippy, like, he knows what I want him to do. They like having players like that. Uh, and in, yeah, in but, the but, case but, of Sid and Jake, if Sid and Jake think that they can make their own offense, basically, between the two yeah, of them. Yeah, but here's the problem. Hmm. You can't do that at the expense of the rest of the lineup. No, no, no. I agree with that. I, I, the, I hadn't considered the right, th- the right wing thing until you mentioned it. But yeah, he'd have to play on the right side. Right. So, uh, so where does where do Kessel, Hornquist, Sprong, and Russ go? Yeah, I don't know. You're moving people all over the place. So I, I'm not crazy about it. I, I see what you're saying. But in in a vacuum, without that, I can I can respect Sid's wishes. Nobody knows better what Sidney Crosby wants or needs than he does. Yeah, but it can't just be about what he wants Understood. and needs. Actually, it can be. If there's not just this amazing trickle down, which there would be here, yeah, it, it would it would hurt things. I, you don't, I mean, Brian Rust is going to end up on the left side anyway, and I know your feelings on that. I'm kind of ambivalent. I think he'll be okay. Over I don't there. hate it. I just think he's better on I the right. I thought you did hate it, but I, I think he I think he's going to be okay over there. Uh, from there, 
who else are you moving over to the left side? What, Phil? I, I mean, you know. Well, here's the thing. Phil's about, comfortable, I'll, I'll, obviously, I'll, on the left I'll, side I'll, on a half wall, but I'll that's not five blunt. on five. If, if I were Phil or Hornquist, and I don't think they'd try to move Hornquist. Let's say I were Phil or Hornquist. And they wanted me to try left wing. You can't move Hornquist. But let's just you say just they can't. let's just say they asked either one. Okay. okay. All right. I think either one would be justified in saying, if you think I'm changing position so Sprong can play so Simone can play top six, no. Okay, well that's on principle. But if you're Phil No, that's not on principle. And that's, you feel I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let my comfort zone, in fact, what I do best get mangled all right. for, for some jabron. But on that note, what if they say to Phil, All right, you're gonna be on the left side, but you're gonna be there with Malkin and Hornquist. And you're basically nope. going to be the trigger nope. guy. Phil's not a right. Phil's not a left you wing. You know what's funny? The Penguins put on their Twitter account yesterday uh, and Instagram a collection of all of Phil's goals from last right. season. You watch them all like in about forty-five yep. seconds. They're all from the left side, and I understand why he does power he, play goals. Yeah, but he also does a lot of tap-ins five on five, where he puts himself into that position. And I understand that's not the same as certainly on the breakout or on the left wing, where he could hurt you on that side. I'm just saying that it's not completely unthinkable. It is. He not for Dominic Simon, though. We agree on that. He can't, he, he can't take the puck off the boards coming up on the left wing. It, it would be a struggle at that facet. No, it's more than a struggle. It's, it's unconditional surrender. We're talking today's <laughs> on Kovacevic. He's brought to you by Walnut Grill here on the X. Uh, another poll I put up today. We know a fire seal's coming for the Pirates, at least as best they could manage. Should the Pirates trade Martin Polanco as part of that fire sale? No, and, and they won't. Uh, they're, they're thinking on this is... Those guys are, well, here comes the rolling of the eyes portion of the program, but those guys are under control for a lot of years. And they yeah, they're pretty expensive, they too. They feel like they are expensive, but they're not expensive if they max out. Starling Marte is actually having a lot better year than people seem to realize. But there's no power. Um, It's a power league now, and he barely it, has any power. Yeah, I know. But What's he a 10 home run? I know, that's not but, enough. I know, but he's also a center fielder. Um, and that's actually that that's a position where if you can get power from Austin Meadows and you can get a little bit more from Polanco uh, from third base, from first base, Josh Bell needs to be hitting way more home runs than he is. He yeah. just needs to I be hitting better than he there. is. Uh, you know, he's just missing, he'll tell you. But the the you know, just missing can only go on for so long. I, I don't think so. I think you're you're gonna see them as I reported a couple of weeks ago, they've had Corey Dickerson available, as weird as that sounded at the time, it's now starting to look like it makes more sense. Uh, they're going to have an outfield with Austin Meadows, Marte, and Polanco that they can keep together for a lot of years. And you know why that's good, Mark? Because they got nothing coming. Oh, I know. I know. I just... Again... Which, which I, is still the most damning thing about the Well, the thing about the fire sale is, you know, they're not going to rebuild. There's no plan beyond the fire sale. They don't have a good farm system. Nope. They won't get top prospects in the fire sale nope. because they're just designed to dump well, salaries. And, and they don't so, know how to trade for prospects. So That's been gonna, proven. They're going to sell us on rebuilding, but how do they intend to rebuild? There's The, the, the raw materials are not there. No, what, they will, what they will try to sell, meaning to the public, is what they did with the Garrett Cole trade, which is that here it comes in bulk. Now, Colin Moran's been a nice rookie. There's no question about that. Joe Musgrove, I think, has been... Uh, a nice, pleasant surprise, especially coming out of spring training with the shoulder issue. But are they the value that Garrett Cole is? No. But what you do is you just th you're throwing a bunch of things against the wall and hoping that they kind of work out. Uh, they can't trade for prospects. They're not any good at it. I'm going to remind everybody here that Andrew McCutcheon was traded for Kyle Crick in a prospect. And Kyle Crick's looking like just a run-of-the-mill. He's just some guy. Middle reliever. He's I a agree. guy. 
Well, no, I, everything you say is true, which which makes the 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 prospects. They just need to get rid of all these people, Mark. This is why you can't have a rational conversation about the pirates. No, 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 no. You just can't. That's what cripples my show. That and that and just the fact that I'm bored to death with everything. But uh, you can't speak about the pirates as no, a competitive entity. You can't. You can't. You 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 sound. You there, sound like a fool. There is no story past the ownership's goals. Dude, I was just correct. I, I was just out in the on the West Coast with them. I, I covered a, a road trip out there, six games, and I tried to do like I mean, for my beat years where I was just going through the grind and covering all the little things, and it doesn't work, man. It's just not a realistic thing anymore. They're not a serious sports franchise. Um, how is Austin Meadows not playing? He hasn't started five of the last six games. Uh, Luplo was in there today. What what's up with that? Uh, well, first of all, Meadows' numbers have really dipped of late, but that's well, not why you would sit him. So he still Polanco, needs to. But so Polanco's, but, but he's, he keeps playing. He still needs Actually, Polanco's been hot lately, but Polanco's but, been hot for about six weeks now, and you still won't give him credit. No, for he it. stinks. He doesn't stink. He's, he's disengaged. Based on what? He broke for home on a foul ball. <laughs> Polanco's been really good lately. I don't care. He's an idiot. You don't win with idiots. You don't uh, compete with idiots. The uh, he's definitely not an idiot. Idiot. That that much I'll 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 uh, okay. I'll go with you 180 tell, tell degrees how, on this. Tell me tell me how in baseball terms he's you're not talking an about idiot. the San Diego play. I'm talking about everything. The San Diego play that third base coach told him to go halfway down the line. You are supposed to listen to your base coach. Not if it's a foul ball. You're supposed to listen to baseball one on one. See the ball. He makes a million miscues in the outfield. He makes a million base he, running errors. Yes, he makes. He stinks. He makes mistakes. He most definitely doesn't stink, and he's definitely not an idiot. Well, uh, there I, are idiots on that team. He's not Austin one. Austin Meadows should be playing. Austin Meadows should be playing more often. There's no question about that. I liked a lot of his outs on the West Coast. Uh, he I was, don't like any. He outs. was swinging. Yeah, you do. You no, know I enough don't. about baseball to know that you can. You can. No, no, no. You can. I, you, I may, but I don't want to. <laughs> you can. You can find a way to to make good contact and 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 get yourself into a position where I'm you're more. I'm just concerned confident. about exit velocity. I I want to see. Wait, there's one other thing. Keep going. I want to see Meadows get back into the lineup and get back to swinging the bat comfortably toward the opposite field because that was when all of his stroke. Uh, his power stroke would come back. I, I do want to see him out there more often. You know what they might be doing, though, is showing people that Corey Dickerson can play longer than half a season to enhance his trade value. I'm all about launch angle. Launch Is angle. what I'm all about. All you had to do was ask. Doesn't baseball just suck? I mean, the games are too long. The ball's never in play. It's all pitching changes and infield shifts. Did you read Dan Shaughnessy's column in the Globe? I did not. Read it. It's brilliant about how... how and he's a baseball hardcore guy. Yeah. And how baseball's just... just uh, it stinks. Eating itself. Yeah, well, I saw a column to, to drop another national name on you from Buster Olney of ESPN. Right, who's brilliant. He is. And Buster proposed a limit on pitching changes, which actually turned out to, the more I read it, the How do you suggest it, it? Pitching changes per game it's, or a minimum number of batters a pitcher would have to face? It's pitching changes per nine innings, Okay, which was interesting because that would limit not only uh, that would also make the starter become a more prominent thing again, and it would eliminate this silliness that some teams are trying where they do bullpen starts. You know, Tampa Bay did that earlier this year where just every every guy takes an inning. Um, it brings baseball back to kind of where it should be, where you know you show up at the ballpark and it's Nolan Ryan versus John Candelaria or something similar. Uh, 
It also moves the game along faster. Pitching changes drag the game down like nothing else. Well, no, I take that back. The Pirates bullpen throwing a ton of balls. And, and Mon visits, too. Mon visits. Well, they've cut that down. I mean, there's a limit on that now. There's there six, there's, there's six per game. But with the, the level Well, that's of, six by, by the catcher and by the infielders. Yeah. Right? That's... That doesn't no, 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 the, no, the pitch, pitching coach. The, the, the pitching Because if you visit the same pitcher twice, you got to take him out. You have to take him out if you pitch, visit him twice in the same inning. But even that, we're talking about six here. What do you need six for? These guys have signals for everything, Mark. You know, if you want him to just buck up and get tougher, like raise your fist to him or something, you know? Well, I do want them to buck <laughs> up and get tougher. That's, that's well put. Uh, one quick final thing. What should the NFL do about the anthem problem? And doesn't football really need that to go away? I understand the player's point of view. I actually agree with the protests. But you can't foul your own nest. The only guy benefiting from this at this point is Trump. Uh, I mean, I would all argue that Colin Kaepernick is in a way, too. but Benefiting. Uh, I mean, his I, career's I, I, over. No, his, his, his career is over. But, I mean, his, his heroic stature and everything like that. And I'm not even necessarily knocking it. He's done an awful lot of good with his own money and everything else. Uh, but otherwise, I don't think that there's anybody that's benefited from it. Uh, the NFL has really hurt itself. You're asking me for a solution? Yeah. It's to get rid of Roger Goodell four years ago, whenever he gave Ray Rice his two-game suspension, opened the can of worms for all of this well, misbehavior throughout the league. And I'm, not even, I'm not even sure that would solve that much. And right then now. to hire, secondly, to hire away Adam Silver from the NBA. Because Adam Silver just laid down the law with it. You understand you're working for us. This is how you're going to behave at work. I respect your cause. I respect what you're all about. I respect the protesting. Well, now the owners of, are trying to do that, but the players are following a grievance. Well, the owners really didn't even try. I mean, that, the, the measure well, that true. they that's put through was just, a, was just a half-assed it, it measure. It should just be everybody stands, period. Everybody's on the sides. Everybody Plain stands. and simple, when you work for us, and if you, you do what you, you, you always say. And if you don't do it, you're disqualified for that game immediately. Plain and simple. If you, you really feel that strongly about it, then don't play. Plain and simple. If you're going to do it that way, find another way. Think of some other way to show your protest. Do it on Thursday afternoon. Go lie down on the parkway, whatever it takes, you know? But don't do it when you're working for us. That's Dejan. I'm Mark Madden. It's time to Ask Mark Anything. 412-333-WXDX.